Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Dylan Krasinski Show. We are here in my childhood bedroom for episode six. We are here again. If this is your first time listening, well, thank you for joining us. If this is not your first time listening, well, thanks for coming back. I got to think of a better way to say that. It's a very, uh, if this is your first time listening, but if this is not your first, if you are returning, I should have just said that. I don't know why. Look, we're 41 seconds in and it's already weird. But I can promise you, we got a pretty good episode today. Uh, I shaved my beard, which was a huge mistake. I don't, I don't know why I do this. I didn't have a beard. If you haven't, if you don't know me, I didn't have a beard for maybe the first twenty-seven years of my life. And then at one point, I just decided to grow a beard, and I tried, and I tried, and finally, one year, I was able to do it. It was like four years ago. And all of a sudden, it made me feel like a different person. People would say, they would be like, oh, you should never not have a beard, which is a wild thing that people can just, that when you when you change something about your appearance, they feel like it's okay to just comment on how terrible they thought your other appearance was. People always say that when people lose weight and they're like, uh, you know, wow. Thank God you lost all that weight. You look great now. You look great now. You know, you can just stop there, but then they always continue and they're always like, yeah, man, that other you like 40 pounds ago, man, you look like a piece of shit. I got to tell you, you look terrible. You look terrible. We were concerned. We were concerned about you. Well, that's kind of what people did when I grew a beard. And every time I, uh, they would be like, wow, you look great with a beard. You should never have a bait, like never have a clean shaven face again. Um, I, I get the sentiment. It's very nice. But, you know, you could just stop with the compliment. Stop at the compliment. You don't have to continue. You don't have to continue on to say how much you disapproved of the way that I was, uh, that I, the way that I appeared for the first 25 years that I was living, beardless, 27 years maybe, beardless. Um, you know, you can say how much you like this thing. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> that That is, um, you know, people are just trying to be nice, but... Uh, it's hilarious. It really is. <laughs> it really is hilarious. Also, because you know what? When I shave the beard, all I'm going to think about is your statement about how you thought I looked terrible without a beard. Or additionally, when I gain the weight back, all I'm going to think about is the fact that you said I looked like a disgusting cow 20 pounds ago. Well, I got those 20 pounds back. I found them. I lost them. Let me tell you, I found them again. So now all I can hear is your voice in the back of my head. Man, you look so great now, but wow, what a cow you looked like 40, 40 pounds ago. It is, uh, yeah, well, that's a good that's a good way to get right into it, start the episode. Uh, it is growing back, but I do that. I do that, um, I don't know. I feel like once or twice a year, my beard will just grow in and I kind of want to change and... Um, I'll cut it shorter, and then I'll just, like, cut it off. I'll just bring it down to a one. I have made the mistake of just, like, shaving it completely, like, with, like, uh, like a razor, and um, that's too much because then it takes even longer to grow back. If I just buzz it down to, like, a one um, where it's a little stubble but pretty much looks the same as not having a beard, um, 
yeah, that that's the better way to do it. But I did that. I do it like once or twice a year and always immediately. I think it's a great idea. And as soon as I start, I start to question myself. As soon as I finish, I, I know I've made a huge mistake. I've made a huge mistake. But thank God, you know, it can grow back. Until that one time that I shave it off and then it just doesn't grow back. I mean, what a nightmare that will be. It's like people who shave their eyebrows. They just don't come back. Oof. Okay, it's trouble. It's trouble. Like as a prank, have you ever seen that? Someone like, oh, let's shave that person's eyebrows. Can you imagine if you went to bed, you're drinking with your friends and you went to bed, you woke up without eyebrows? Shit takes like six months to grow back, if, if at all. I mean, might as well just shave my head. Just shave my head, okay? Don't shave my eyebrows off. What a wild thing. Also, just like, I think the better version of the prank, the crueler version of the prank, is uh, just shave one eyebrow. Just shave one eyebrow off. So then they have to make the decision when they wake up if they're going to walk around with one eyebrow for six months or if they themselves are going to take a buzzer and shave off their other eyebrow. Might as well make it even, you know? Might as well even it out. It doesn't look weird if, if both are gone. It looks weird if one is gone, but both gone, you know, then you can just... You can pass it off as like you have really light eyebrows, light-haired eyebrows, which I kind of have. It probably looks here like I don't have. I have very light uh, eyebrows. Often people will think that I don't have eyebrows. I, I don't know if that's true. Uh, but that's where we are. We are here, and um, I am I'm somewhat beardless, but, you know, we are uh, – we're moving. We're moving and grooving. I um, – have a couple things to talk about today. I think some good stuff, some exciting stuff that's going on. Um, I'll start off. I was in the, uh, I was just in the city this week. I was, took a trip into the city, and um, you know, it's exciting. You know, you can you can feel the bustle, the hustle and bustle kind of coming back. Um, it is. I feel like <laughs> definitely. I mean, when everybody left during COVID, I, I feel like you had all these people that were living. I don't know, underground, I don't know where these people were, but uh, they are they are out because there is a, a, a ton of people that you would not see. Um, I don't want to say homeless because I don't know if they they are, you know, have homes and they're just choosing to live a certain way. But I mean, I got off the subway and there was a guy just like laying on the ground in like ripped hospital scrubs, like just like yelling just yelling, just, and people were just like stepping over him. And I was like, back in New York city, baby, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Uh, what a wild city it is. But I did go back. I was back in and, um, I had, let me tell you this. So whenever I'm in the city, so I, I took the subway and, um, I've been out of the city for a little bit. So I've forgotten certain things about you know, you just don't think about it. If you're not experiencing it all the time, you kind of just forget. So I took the subway to, uh, um, I guess it doesn't really matter, but I get off the subway. It was at uh, 53rd and Lex and I get off the subway. And when I get off, there's a staircase right there. And, uh, I notice that I like, I'm like the fifth, sixth one off the subway. And I notice that all the people in front of me aren't going up that staircase. They're all going to the left and walking like another 50 to 100 feet away, there's another staircase that they walk up. And I was like, that's, that's weird. I just walked up that staircase. And as I was walking up, you know, I get five, 
six steps up. I was like, why? Why? I kind of think to myself, I'm like, why was everybody just walking to that other staircase? Hmm. Well, I get to the top of the staircase that I chose, and uh, I realized why everybody was walking to the other staircase. Um, it was about 20 steps, like two steps of 10. I get to the platform, and I see in front of me... Um, like one of those four, five-story elevator uh, escalators that just goes straight up. Uh, that's inaccessible from the staircase that I chose. Um, but what is accessible right next to it is a good five stories of stairs that go straight up, which is insane to you know complain about me you know walking up those. But I had a decision to make. I had a decision to make. Do I walk up those five flights of stairs? to the top uh, of that next landing? Or do I make the embarrassing decision, turn around and then go to the escalator? I was not really considering turn around. Uh, I, I did walk up the stairs, but even worse, um, I, as I, I kind of like look behind me, cause you know, when you're like walking up there, you're like, do I have to, can I take my time with this or do I have to speed it up? Do I have to rush? You know, um, right behind me were two like younger girls, pretty hot, like attractive young women. And I was like, well, the, that, that, that like internal, that internal, like, well, I have to, I have to be a man. I have to, I have to, you know, I can't be a wimp. So I, um, climbed those stairs at a much quicker pace than I intended. And <laughs> let me tell you this, I got to the top, I walked through the exit and man, I am, in much worse shape than I thought I was. I've been running a little bit. I talked to you guys about that. I've been running some miles, you know, and uh, I thought I was, you know, getting back into pretty, pretty okay shape. Boy, I had to take a breather because I got to the top and there were three more flights around to get up to the street. And um, I had to take a breather and pretend like I was on my phone. I had to take my phone out and pretend that like someone, uh, I had to answer an email because I was not prepared to walk up that next three flights. You know, that's a lot. You know, that's like four plus two plus three. Uh, what is that? Nine, nine flights of stairs in a matter of like two minutes. I mean, hey, I haven't been in the city. I'm not used to that amount of stair walking. And I'm just justifying that I'm not in good enough shape to walk those uh, that many stairs at one time. But, you know, I did it. I did it. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much only that story. Uh, that's, that's the end of that story. That's really all there was, um, is just getting up to the door. And also it's tough with the masks. So like you have to wear a mask and, um, that makes it even harder to breathe. I'm just like sucking wind, just like sucking air and like walking up with the mask on. That's how I'll ration. That's how I'll justify it is that, um, the only reason it was hard is because I had a mask on the whole time. So you know, if I didn't have a mask on, man, I'm like a triathlete, but put a mask on me and I'm, you know, like a 90 year old asthmatic. Okay. So it's that mask. That mask really makes a difference. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. That's what I'll keep telling myself. But, uh, then I was in the city and let me tell you this. So I was, uh, I was meeting up with someone, but before uh, I was early. So before I was meeting up with this person, um, they said that they were going to be a little late. So I was there like a bit early and I was kind of hungry. Um, so I was like, Oh, I'll grab a slice of pizza. Love pizza. It's my favorite food. If I could eat one food until the day I die, it would be pizza. So I find just a random pizza place and I go and I order a slice, just one slice, plain, perfect, bring it in, heat it up. And, uh, when I walked in the, uh, 
the guy um, threw it in the oven for me. Uh, but then this thing happened. Obviously, there's always there's going to be a, a thing that happens. Otherwise, I wouldn't tell you about it. I wouldn't tell you that I just got a slice of pizza and it was all great and I ate it and went on my way. Um, well, first, the first thing that happened, I needed to charge my phone. My phone was dying. So I had my charger with me and I was like, I'll grab a slice of pizza. That'll be perfect. And then I'll charge it. So I, I walk in and I order my slice of pizza. One slice plain. He's heating it up for me in the oven. Uh, now I'm looking around. I'm kind of like doing that like, I'm not going to ask if there's an outlet somewhere, but I'm looking like, eh, you know, and then I see it. I see four, uh, like, outlets together on one thing, so four plugs. So I go over, I plug it in, and it doesn't work. So I go to the next one. It doesn't work. Third one, doesn't work. Spoiler alert. Fourth one, also did not work. It was the only outlet in the place. I'm looking around, and I just didn't want to ask at this point. So I'm like, okay, I guess my phone's just going to die. Whatever. So the guy, there's a couple other people in there. There's this older kind of lady in there, and she's very loud. She was like, hey, she ordered her pizza. Like, she was like, hey, baby, I'll take one slice. It was like, okay, how many, like, a pack of cigarettes a day for the last 45 years? In that kind of attitude, big hair. She was like, oh, sweetheart. She kept saying, like, those kind of things. So she orders her pizza, and then the guy takes my pizza out, and he looks at me, and he's like, hey, this is yours. And he kind of gives it to the other guy who's man in the cash register guy puts it on the counter and I'm waiting to pay this lady must have thought she, it was her slice of pizza because she goes over to it and she's like oh thank you so much sweetheart and she goes and she goes to grab it and I was like I think that that is mine and she reaches out and she literally just put her hand on the plate at, like didn't just touch the plate like legit put her thumb in my pizza like her thumb made a thumbprint on the, the tip of that slice of pizza. And I and the guy goes, oh, no, 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 that's not your slice to her. He goes, oh, that's not your slice. That's his slice. And I said, well, not anymore. I don't want that slice. And the guy, I think that that's a very reasonable response. Okay. The guy looked at me and was like, you want, an, you want another slice? You want another? I, now, I don't know. I don't know if he saw her put her thumb print her dirty New York City hand on my pizza to his credit. But he looked at me as if I was the crazy one in this situation. And I will say the lady was very apologetic. She was like, oh, my God, sweetheart. I didn't I had no idea. Oh, I thought that was my slice. And I was like, yeah, yeah, just take it. Take that slice. And like. But I guess she ordered a different slice that wasn't plain. So the guy looked at me like I was unreasonable and was like, you want another one? And I was like, yeah, yeah. She put her thumb on it. I don't want her thumb finger. Like, I don't want her fingerprint on my slice of pizza. I was like, also, have you heard that there's like this thing? Uh, there's a pandemic happening. Like, I don't know. I don't know when the last time she sanitized her hands. I'm not going to eat that thumbprint. Also, the first bite of the pizza is not going to have her thumbprint on it. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it's just not going to happen. So uh, they heated up another slice for me. And at this point, I definitely can't ask where the outlet is because now I'm just the person who's made a scene in the uh, in 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 the pizza parlor in the store. So they heat up another one for me. And, um, you know, I go on my way. I go on my way. And uh, it was wild experience. I don't know what kind of slice of pizza that lady got, but. I paid and it was 
whatever it was, 375 probably, and I tried to pay with a card, and they were like, oh, it's $5 minimum, so then I took cash out. I mean, the $5 minimum, any minimum on a card is such a scam, a real big scam. And I know people say, oh, it's because the bank fees. I don't believe that. I honestly don't. I, I remember reading something that said the bank fees, like that isn't true. They actually don't charge like on a debit card. On credit cards, they charge a fee, but like debit cards, they don't. So like they should be accepting debit cards, even if they're not accepting credit cards. Like, I mean, what? You know, I'm very passionate about certain things, and that's one of them. <laughs> that is one of them. So yeah, she stuck her hand right on my god damn pizza and uh and then they just threw it away i did feel bad that they just threw it away i thought they should have just given it to her like just give her a slice now she gets an extra slice of pizza i don't care about that and then i burnt my mouth and then i burnt my mouth on the slice of pizza it was too hot it was delicious it was crispy it had a nice crisp to it but i burnt my mouth first bite burned the roof of my mouth which is always bad. It hurts in the moment, but even worse, it hurts for like, it's sensitive for like three days after that. So every time you eat anything, especially anything hot, you have a sip of coffee and you're like, well, you just think about the fact that you were an idiot and couldn't wait 10 seconds, you know, literally a minute for it to cool off. You had to stub it in and like shove it in your fat face, you know, <laughs> couldn't wait. And now it's just cheesy lava burns the roof of your mouth. It's it's a it's it's like a reminder. It's punishment for for being uh, impatient. I think the the roof of the mouth burn when you eat paste. Uh, I think that's maybe what it is. It lasts like however our evolution created was like. If you burn your mouth on something hot, it's like not going to heal right away. It's not going to heal overnight because you have to learn not to do that again. But meanwhile, we're just so dumb as humans. We're like, well, I'll just keep doing it. I forgot that I did this. But as soon as it happened, it was one of those things. As soon as it starts to, a mouth burn, as soon as it starts to burn, you're like, this sucks. This sucks. I know I'm going to feel this for three days. The worst. Um, yeah. But that was pretty much my, uh, that was my, that was my trip into New York. It was uh, eventful exciting and um yeah that was pretty much it i was very out of shape and i do you guys also like how i um <laughs> it, it was it, i mean i told those stories like there was um maybe a small amount of gap or a small amount of time between but i literally uh the staircase incident happened about five minutes before the pizza incident so um, literally back to back, I got to the top of the stairs, realized how out of shape I was and how out of breath I was. And then my next thought was like, oh, maybe I'll get a slice of pizza. So, um, <laughs> those are, you know, back to back, uh, ex experiences and episodes. I'll tell you, as soon as I thought pizza, you wouldn't believe how quickly I forgot about how difficult it was to walk up those stairs. Cause that pizza was calling my name, baby. I know that. Oh man. But it was fun. It was a good time. It was uh, enjoyable. And uh, that, that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it with my trip uh, into New York. What else is going on? Oh, exciting stuff. Exciting stuff in uh, uh, exciting times now. We got, let me tell you about it, crypto chaos. Are you guys in? Are you guys into cryptocurrency? I've recently started getting interested. 
uh, me, you. I feel like it's one of those things, cryptocurrency is something you needed to get into like 10 years ago. Uh, and now, what's that saying is like, if you're, if you're like neighbors, parents start telling you about something you're no longer first in the game like if it's on facebook you're too late to the party like once you start reading about it like you know bitcoin the time to invest in bitcoin was when all of these like media uh finance people were like we don't even know what this is that was the time you invested in bitcoin not now when it's sixty five thousand dollars a coin right so <laughs> but i'm in I'm in. I made an investment. <laughs> Let me tell you that this is, uh, it is actually, it was a terrible thing, but it ended up working out perfectly. So if uh, you're listening to this about a week, a week and a half ago, there was a, a company, Coinbase. You guys might know about it. You might not, but it's essentially a platform that allows you to trade, uh, buy and sell cryptocurrencies, all these different kinds of cryptocurrencies. And um, it went public. So it, it uh, has an IPO now. It's a publicly traded company, which puts it into like the zeitgeist of society. Like once a company is publicly traded, now people know about it. People are, you know, excited about it. So I have a few friends who have invested in cryptocurrency at a much lower rate. And then last year, uh, last year, last week, when Coinbase went public, all of a sudden, all the crypto started skyrocketing, like right up. We're talking like, well, Dogecoin for one, I'm sure you've heard about that went from like, you know, five cents to like 50 cents. A couple months ago, it was at like 0.002 cents, like insane stuff uh, where people are making, you can make, that's a joke too. That's like a joke a currency someone made up to make fun of cryptocurrency. It's like a meme. And now people have made millions of dollars on it, uh, which is wild. It's, it's, it's a hilarious thing, but it's also a great thing for people who are making money. However, if you get in too late and you think you're going to make all this money and you buy in uh, to XRP at $1.61, and then it immediately drops to a dollar twenty, and then a dollar ten, and then a dollar. You have to sit there and think about all your life decisions. So I had something which I'm not not convinced. I do think that from what I've looked at and what I've read, and um, uh, one kid essentially telling me that this cryptocurrency is going to be the future of currency uh, was enough to convince me to invest. A good amount of money into this and immediately watch it go down but can i tell you this thing happened so last week i put money into this cryptocurrency when it's at a dollar 61. and i don't mind you know it's a if it goes down i'm looking at this as i put in an, an amount of money that if it sits there for years i am not going to miss it if it goes away, it's, it stinks, it sucks, but I also, it's not going to change my life, you know? That's the amount of money that I put in. So, I don't want it to go away, I don't want, but I'm like thinking long term, a few years down the road, could this be a nice investment if this thing that's a pretty cheap buy goes up to, you know, from $1 to $10 or $1 to $20, that would be a nice, you know, nice little investment. So, I uh, use an app, uh, not Coinbase, it's another one, and um, 
what happened was I, I invested this amount of money and a couple days go by and I see that the, the crypto starts going down. This, it goes down to like 140 and it's hovering between like 145, 135, this XRP. So I'm not worried about it because I know I'm going to hold it. I would never sell, but I'm also down like a, you know, a few hundred bucks. So I'm like, okay, um, I'm just going to sit on it. Like maybe it'll go down some more. Maybe it'll settle. I also, I, I knew that it was going to go down. I knew that there was, everybody was psyched about Coinbase coming out. Crypto was at a high. It, like it doesn't just jump up. Like an idiot, I just jump in right at the peak, the 52-week high. I jump in, and I knew it was going to go down, but I got nervous. I got FOMO. I wanted to be involved. So like an idiot, I put my money in. Now, so I'm sitting on it. I'm waiting. All of a sudden, about five days later, I get a notification saying that this app has refunded my purchase of XRP. For the market price, not full refund for the market price, saying that my bank canceled the transaction for some reason. And I was like, what the F is going on? So I literally, I call my bank and I was like, oh my God, what are you guys doing? I would have never pulled this money out. And like, now you're costing me like a few hundred dollars. Well, what, what is this? So she's like, okay. Uh, she looks and sees that she's like, hmm, okay. I only see one uh, charge. Uh, for $100, which is in a different crypto that I also bought. She's like, I see that, but I don't see anything else. So I was like, oh my God, maybe they're stealing my money. This is I'm not processing. I'm like so in anxiety panic mode because I've lost a few hundred dollars that I haven't even processed what she's saying yet, right? She said, I only see one transaction. So I start writing a, an email to this company being like, I would never take my money out. What are you guys doing? Blah, blah, blah. And then in the middle of that email, I literally realized what she tells me 10 minutes ago because I, I hung I was like okay thank you very much I'll call you back I'm gonna contact this company so I realize literally now that this thing has dropped 20 cents that when my bank like canceled the transaction for some reason I have no idea why they literally just never took the money out so what I thought had ended up costing me a few hundred dollars ended up saving me a few hundred dollars because then I waited a little longer and then when it was a dollar 10 I was able to put that same amount of money in 50 cents lower so you know I'm I'm still convinced that it probably will keep going down but you know it's that FOMO I'm in I got the crypto fever baby that was the one thing I got involved in uh the the hobbies that I got involved in during quarantine were solitaire uh watching everything on Netflix chess which is infuriating but kind of fun but it's not relaxing at all and a little bit into the stock market and cryptocurrency like everybody else but you know those are the those are the hobbies and um you know maybe uh, one day i'll be a, a millionaire and <laughs> uh, there are like i mean that's the thing that's the thing is people have made millions and millions of dollars on like crypto and on the stock market and then everybody else is convinced that they will also do it and will there be people who do it absolutely absolutely there will be people who make millions of dollars uh off of the stock market and these small investments that they hold on to for a while um but it's not going to be everybody there's going to be a lot of people who lose a lot of money right you know when that game stock uh the game stop stock GameStop stock was shooting up 
that everybody was putting their money in and then everybody was just like saying hold it hold it but people are like am i holding it for the fun joke or can i cash out and make a million dollars and stop working at starbucks as a barista yeah sorry to the, sorry i apologize to the movement but i'm gonna cash out and take my my earnings okay thank you very much um everyone cares about a movement until they have the ability to make enough money that they can be part of the other side of the movement right you don't think everybody who hates the one uh, percent would be like eh, i'd like to have a billion dollars <laughs> yeah no i think everybody and if you can't admit that if you if there i remember there was someone on american idol once you got i don't know this was like years and years ago i was a kid i mean american idol's been on for like 20 years i feel like but i remember i was a kid and there was a while like early early on they would ask people what would you do if you what was it like a million dollars you won and they were like what will you do with the million dollars and they asked this one person this one woman after she had like a pretty good audition and they were like well what would you do with the million dollars and she said, well, I would do this and this, and then I would donate, uh, you know, this much to charity. I, I don't even know if she said an amount, but she would like, she was like, oh, I'll donate like the rest to charity. And I, and they didn't let her thrill. <laughs> they essentially were like, you're a liar. <laughs> you're not, you are not, you are not uh, coming through. They, they didn't like her answer. And they were like, get the F out of here. You are not an American Idol. <laughs> Like, you're lying to us. You're not going to donate it to charity. You're just saying it to make yourself look good. Same way that I think, you know, would you rather fight billionaires or if you had an opportunity to become a billionaire, but you couldn't fight the billionaires if you yourself were a billionaire, what would you choose? I would say 99.9% .9 of people would choose to be a billionaire and the under 1% is like probably just like, mentally ill and doesn't understand what's going on and it's like they just pick the other one because they don't understand okay I, I i and if they say if you say you'd rather be in the fight against the billionaires than be a billionaire yourself you're lying you're lying to yourself and you're lying to everybody else okay get out get out from underneath your high horse and shut up <laughs> oh man what a what an insane thing oh boy okay well um what are we at oh we're at 30 minutes already okay well i had a couple other things that i wanted to talk about but i guess you know maybe um maybe we will wait till next episode okay yeah, that's, I guess that, that's a good place to end it. Well, thank you again, everybody, for joining me. If this is, let's try this again. Let's, we're going to nail, we're going to nail this intro and outro to make it a consistent thing. Eventually, we're going to nail it. Um, so here we go. Ready? Okay. That's it. That is the show. Thank you guys for joining us. If this was your first time listening, well, thank you very much. And we hope to have you again. If you've been listening every week, thank you even more. That was pretty good. Was that not pretty good? I think that was pretty good. And that uh, that's going to be where we wrap it, guys. Thank you very much. And uh, I love you all, and I'll talk to you soon. Good night. I don't know. I wish I didn't do that. Okay. Well, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>